what we just have to call Thomas Grant's erotica. Thomas Grant's erotica. Course. Thomas Grant's erotica. Expected goals. Thomas Grant's erotica. Dog's model. Thomas Grant's erotica. 8.05 on a Wednesday. I always forget that this happens. So many layers to this song. So much depth. Uh, a listener by the name of Plop. That's right. Yeah. Plop. Yeah, we've read his text before. That's right up there with Girth. He texted in earlier. Not Girth, but Plop. Plop texted in earlier. and Girth is his father. <laughs> Call me Mr. Plop. Uh, he did not care... Not for your songs that have already been made, but he was suggesting, A-Dog, that as the bit has gone along, it's gotten more and more cringe. Yeah. No, I, I actively try and make each... I follow up each jingle with a worse version of that jingle. Intentionally. Yeah. Right. So they're going to get worse and worse until eventually you'll just want to throw your radio out your car. But you, was, you astutely replied to Plop. Yes. That... This just sounds like a guy who wants his own intro song. I think that's what he was angling for. Yeah. Projecting a little bit. He was projecting for yeah. sure. Yeah. He's like, where's Plop song? <laughs> it's like We've the, thong. Got the can Plop you, song. Can you do the thong song, but with Plop? <laughs> plop, 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 plop. There you go. There you go, Plop. Comes like a truck. <laughs> Cal Rally. Okay, uh, we got to focus here. Drance is waiting on hold. For six minutes. Halford and Bruff in the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Hour three of this program is underway. Hour three is brought to you by Campbell and Pound, real estate appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio, Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at kintech.net. To the phone lines we go. Thomas Drance, the Athletic Vancouver here on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. What up, Drancer? Gentlemen, congratulations on getting the band back together. Yeah, this is good. We also got news, like legitimate, proper Canucks news in the middle of a week, in the middle of the summer. Or say close to the end of the summer. But anyway, uh, I got to ask you, because you are like a take machine. You're just constantly churning out the takes. You've always got something to say on every topic. But this one was tough <laughs> because Freege decided to drop the Elias Pettersson story at, I think, 12.04 a.m. Vancouver time. So have you yeah. had enough time, Thomas, to sit there and cook up some stuff in the lab about what Elias Pettersson had to say about his contract extension? I mean, okay, so obviously I can come up with whatever I need to come up with. I've, uh, there are takes. I, I think the main thing, though, is like he's at a junket, right? This is the European player media tour. Correct. Um, you know, like he spoke with uh, Mike Russo earlier this morning, too, at The Athletic. Um, and, and Russo sent me that transcript as well. So my gut reaction when you hear someone say, like, I didn't want to negotiate because I'm preparing this summer for a big season. Or you often get the version in the NHL where a player will say, you know, my side actually we dealt with this last summer with JT Miller. We, we don't want to have contract talks during the season, right? We're going to shelve those once the season starts. 
And I always think that those are bogus, right? Like for the most part, those are talking points that I don't take very seriously. It's all negotiating leverage. It's just sort of a, a polite public expression uh, of a negotiation. With Pedersen, when he says, I really wanted to focus on the hockey side, the hockey stuff and ignore or put these, these talks on hold, um, I, I, I kind of believe it. You know, like at, at least he's enough of a, you know, singular cat that I could understand him actually genuinely just being like, I don't want to deal with this this summer in terms of the mental space that'll take up. I'm not exactly sure what I want yet. I want to see how the season goes. I want to see how it is under Rick Tockett. I'm excited for this season, but you know, we need to see some things and how it all unfolds. Plus we don't know how to value the deal. Like what's the rush? What's the rush here? Right. Um, I could understand that being genuine, that he just wanted to focus on having as good a season as possible and letting it take care of itself from there. Uh, so not, not the, not the hottest take for me boys, but that's okay. Where, where 90% of the time I'd say that's a, that's a sort of comment that seems to me to be an expression of a negotiation. In this case, I genuinely think there's a real chance that it's just Patterson wanting to be Patterson. Okay, so in the end of May, beginning of June, uh, J.P. Barry, the agent for Elias Pettersson, went on uh, Pierre Lebrun's podcast and said that the goal this summer was to sit down, talk about an extension. We're going to talk about staying there long term. That is the plan right now. So that was May 31st, June 1st, right around then. Uh, A month later, beginning of July, J.P. Barry was on with Donnie and Dolly and said that uh, they're going to have talks about an extension, but later in the summer. And now it's gotten to, well, we're not going to talk about this. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to sign anything before the season starts because I want to focus on prep. Is it a fair thing to point out? Is it a fair question to ask what changed between when Barry first talked to the media and when Pedersen is talking now? Yeah, well, I think the only, the fact was, was that they were going to talk and you, you notice how like JP Barry saying it's a goal of ours to get it done versus, you know, and we're going to work to get it done. I mean, it might not seem to dramatically change the meaning, but it does. Right. Because given the flat cap dynamics, which we've been over the, the potential for an elevator season that would sort of, you know, have the cap lift significantly in the first UFA year. So not, this season, not next season, the year after that, the year that Pedersen would be potentially able to sell his wares on the open market, um, that, you know, this was going to be a hard one to do. In Barry's position, what's the conversation you want to have, given those dynamics with the team sort of this summer? Like, what's the conversation you want to be proactive or about having or hearing from the team this summer? It's are you willing to take a big shot? Are you willing to take a big run? Right? I think that was more than anything all that we should into and can read into it said previously or what or what Pedersen's reps at CAA had said previously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they've done that. I don't know if the team did that. I don't know if there's, you know, uh, for this conspiracy theorists out there, a, a reaction to uh, to a number that wasn't going to get it done. Or if this is Pedersen just wanting to keep it quiet this summer and see what's what on the other side uh, into next year. But my view of it anyway would be that I I don't really see 
like a, a lot of all of it makes sense to me based on the fact that a deal was always going to be tough to do this summer and and Barry's commentary earlier to me anyway was more in line with what you'd expect from an agency that would be interested in hearing <laughs> where the team's willing to go now but knows fundamentally that the best deal probably comes you know I mean, as late as next summer from, from a team comfort perspective, but maybe even later than that from their client's perspective. Um, a lot of people texting in suggesting the possibility that PD signs a short-term deal that, say, lines him up with the end of Quinn Hughes's contract. So that would be a three-year extension. Um, <laughs> what are the possibilities of that happening? Well, a team wouldn't want to do it. Right. Right. I mean, so you'd have to be leaving money on the table, presumably, because a team would prefer usually to have their best players staggered somewhat, especially when they're as good as Hughes and Pedersen are, and especially when they've negotiated as a block prior, right, which they did during the summer mm -hmm. of 2021 mm -hmm. uh, in some ways. In, in fact, in, in a lot of ways, that was limiting from the agency's perspective, right? They, they signed Pedersen, what, six months before his – deal expired anyway so um is that right yeah six months before his deal expired anyway so it wasn't um you know perfect or, or or like a perfectly executed plan but you know i i mean i i think you would far prefer given that very unique dynamic of two players on the best team both represented by the same people um you know you, you don't want those guys expiring at the same time because that creates panic that creates a, a really tough negotiating situation so if a player wanted to like push for it as as a singular factor in what they wanted to do then that would be something that a, a team would be like okay well then you have to leave this and this on the table or so much for that nmc or what have you right i i, I doesn't seem like a realistic probability to me obviously it's a possibility but it doesn't seem like a probable um outcome here and from Vancouver's perspective, if you were to do it, I mean, you'd really be like, okay, well, we'll give it three more years and then we really need to know if this is going to work or not. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this organization is going to be, <laughs> this organization is pretty slow to figure out that things won't work. So I'm not sure that, <laughs> um, I'm not sure that three years is going to change much, but you know, my, my view anyway is that that's um, an, a, a fun thing to think about, but doesn't feel very practical to me. doesn't feel like a likely shape mm -hmm. um, for how this might turn out. Um, did you, so did you read the transcript of uh, that Russo sent you of PD? Like, or is there any other comments? So, cause all we got was a little bit of a little tidbit from Freege. Was there anything else he said that's noteworthy? No, I'm, I mean, really just focus, wanting to focus on the summer uh, and wanting to, you know, um, put talks on hold for now, uh, effectively. Mm -hmm. uh, but the sides will keep talking and, and Pat Brisson, you know, will do that talking and, and keep Pedersen informed as they go. Uh, he was then asked about Vancouver and, and the market and the probable reaction to this news. Like, hey, uh, they might do a whole day of sports talk radio off of this. Oh, we um, <laughs> whole month yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's be real two years till ufa start the clock now um but uh but then you know he talked about liking vancouver and liking the attention and um you know liking the hockey centric nature of this market mm -hmm. um including the media scrutiny and and the media's desire to know everything 
So, you know, I mean, pretty innocuous, uh, but very much in line with, with what he gave Friedman. And yeah, I mean, clearly there's a, a message to send or, or a line to lean on, for, you know, given that Patterson's decided to, you know, not shelve contract talks, but put them on the back burner anyway, as he prepares for this season. So just to clarify, what is the message that he's sending? Well, the message, I think, is that he's at a junket and he needed a line to address it. <laughs> and the line is that I'm focusing, you know, like, it, 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 could it be a salvo in negotiations? Yes. Is it usually? Yes. Um, is it in this case? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, this might just be a, like, there's a read here. You know, I noticed the Canucks in-house media teams out with Quinn Hughes in Michigan, too, or this right. week, right? So it's like, there's absolutely a spin on this where you could look at it and say, hey, it's a really good sign that Pedersen is it's not always easy to get a guy to give up a, a weekday or two for themselves in, in August and go to the player media tour. Now, Pedersen lives 20 minutes away from it, so yeah. maybe an easier sell for the Canucks than it, than it used to be for me with Sasha Barkov. But, uh, you know, uh, the fact that he's there representing the team and has a commentary that he wants to focus on the season, like, on balance, I don't think you can call that bad. From, from a team perspective or a Pedersen's future in Vancouver perspective, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that both Pedersen are showing this level of commitment to like external organizational interests off, off the ice uh, the same week, you know, again, to me, that's like maturation is pro stuff. That's, that's good. There, there's nothing negative there in my view. And, and that would be sort of my read on, on Pedersen's commentary today. Does it add any pressure to the team to get off to a good start or is that pressure already maxed out anyway? Yeah, I think it's baked in. Like, I think it's baked in. And, and I think no matter what anyone says, you know, we, we have that commentary from Pedersen about wanting to win. I, I'm sure that hasn't changed, you know, I, like, yeah, I think the, it has been baked in for a while. Uh, retaining Elias Pettersson on the other side of this contract has been something that the organization has, you know, been preoccupied with for years, um, or at least for, for six months to a year now. Uh, you know, th- th- everyone knows the stakes. Everyone knows the stakes here. Everyone knows the stakes of this season. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know that this commentary even throws gasoline on it. Like, that's just a raging fire. That's where we're at. Uh, that's unfortunate language in our province right now. Excuse me. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that is mm-hmm. that is already running at this point. That is baked in, uh, done with. That will shape how we cover, talk about um, how the players and the coaching staff and management experience this upcoming season. Like, there's a lot on the line for this team. Um, you were talking about Quinn Hughes, and it just made me wonder. Do you, do you think they're going to name a captain? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think they will. I think they will. If I had to bet, I think they will, just because it feels like if you do it, you sort of turn the page in some ways on um, – the the sort of end of the Bo Horvat era, yeah. uh, what sort of happened last year. Um, you know, you, you get a pregame ceremony, you get to do a special night out of it. And, you know, you look at their schedule and they do have that, you know, very odd home opener before hitting the road for a very obvious road trip that mm-hmm. very closely matches their the road trip that they took to start last season. Uh, so that would, that would look 
interesting to me that that even that a small detail like that is something that I'd look askance at and be like, I wonder if they, you know, really wanted to open at home so as to avoid, you know, uh, uh, the 10 days of awkwardness. Remember when Bo Horvat was not the captain of the team for two games randomly, and then they come back and he's named captain yeah. and everyone knew he was being named that captain, so but weird. no one could say anything. It was so weird. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think, yes, I just, right thing to do if you have a guy you think can do it if if you have a guy you're ready to do it with mm-hmm. uh and from the sounds of every commentary that you know rick talkett has had uh this summer um you know it certainly sounds like hughes would be the the, the betting favorite the guy who should have the the shortest odds mm-hmm. um you know if, if you're ready to do it why wait right like what's the benefit what's the argument let me throw it back at you what's the argument to wait uh, if you're not sure if Quinn Hughes can handle it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think everyone's relatively confident that Quinn Hughes can handle it. So Yeah, that's the only reason to wait. Why, yeah, so, I, I mean, I suppose, you know, I, I often think about it. And I, I'm not like a big into like the captain seed. So I know fans love this stuff, but it uh, just doesn't interest me all that much. But one thing I, one thing I still note is, Quinn Hughes is going to be Quinn Hughes, whether he's got a C on his chest or a, or an a, a M or or an L. Like Quinn Hughes is going to be Quinn Hughes. Um, I always think if you can name someone a captain who has to push themselves a little bit, that might be you know something worth considering. And and that's one of the reasons. Like I don't think Pedersen would be comfortable necessarily being the captain of this team. And to me, that's the reason to do it. Right? Is is to push him to be a little bit more outside of himself. Right. Um, but anyway, well, you know, I, I, I do, I, I suspect if I had to bet on it, I would say the Canucks do name a captain this year. It just feels right. feels like they have the opportunity to do it. And it feels like it would be like a, a good way to clear your throat prior to the season. Drancer, thanks for the hit today. Hope you don't look askance at many things today. Cause that can be <laughs> kind of uncomfortable. Um, love your vocabulary, buddy. We'll talk. Thanks, man. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Have a good day. I'm going to go read this thesaurus. Have a good one. Nice. Bye. See you, Drancer. Thomas Drance from the Athletic Vancouver here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Scans? Yeah, just... he says, he says, uh, so um, he says when he hears something that he's like, oh, that's fishy, he will uh, look askance. With an attitude or look of suspicion or disapproval. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know that was a word. Cool. See, your life is a I know. what we learn segment. By the way, someone texted in and said that um, my life is a what we learn segment is the best line since you guys singing the show you're watching, Danger Bay. That was also a- the oh. Danger Bay song, <laughs> yeah. right? It was all like, you, a dog. <laughs> yeah, like that was that was actually hilarious. Like your life is a what we learn segment. And it's because you learned so little early on in your life. Now all this knowledge is coming at you, and you're like, "Wow, yeah, Jakarta, yeah." <laughs> is yeah. that a, is that a small town? No, thirty six million. Thirty six million people live there. Jason Aldean wrote a song about it. Adogs are going to be like, "Oh, Mexico has a city too." Yeah. I remember when I went to Mexico once with my family. I remember flying over oh the city and be like, wow, this place is big. There's a new yep. Mexico now, too. <laughs> They're making new ones? All right. Uh, okay, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're going to do some What We Learns. I've got some audio that I want to play for my What We Learned. I'm now deep in the trenches 
of American Sports Talk Radio shock jock rants. Nice. Mad Dog Russo had one that really hits near and dear to my heart. Not as, about the Yankees for once. Not about the Yankees. As It hits near and dear to my heart as a sports fan and someone that's getting old. I'll explain on the other side. You're listening to the Halford Corruption. The People's Show, where you're part of the show. Download the podcast and stay up to date on Vancouver sports all summer long. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. It's what we learn time. It's what we learn time. It's what we learn time. On the show. 8.31 on a Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Halford and Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer. Today, we are in hour three of the program. Hour three is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. We got a lot to get to in the final half hour of this program. We got a bunch of stuff that we've learned. It's like we've embodied Andy. There is a lot of what we learned, though. Also, I came up with an idea, a business idea. I think I'm going to pitch this to Elon. So we were talking about captaincies in the NHL. The producer that filled in for me? No, Elon Musk. Oh. The other Elon. Second best Elon. Uh, we were talking about uh, the captaincy in Vancouver. And Drance was talking about whether you have a letter on your sweater or not. My thought is X, which is Twitter, should buy all, all the jersey advertising in the NHL. And the, the, the slogan should be, not everyone can have a C on their jersey, but everyone has an X. He should hire you. That's a good investment. That's not bad, actually. I have good ideas. How are yeah. you not broke? So Elon <laughs> is definitely not going to take you up on it because it's a good idea. It's true. You're running your website into the toilet, but yeah. you can salvage it. Maybe you can simple. suggest that to him during one of his like ketamine binges or, binges or something like that. You're going to have to do ketamine with him? <laughs> well, I'm willing to take it. It'd be good chance. for you. Yeah. I can yeah. make some money out of this. Okay. Yeah, you never know. So there's my business pitch. Uh, what we learns, our version... Um, do you want to start? Do I want to start? You guys, I think you guys have one as well. You know what? Do you I'm, I'm going to start. Okay. And uh, so they just announced the final 2023 Laver Cup <sighs> rosters. Oh man, we're doing this. Okay. Okay. And okay. Okay. the Laver Cup is a um, high profile tennis tournament. And it just so happens to be uh, at Rogers Arena in Vancouver this year from September 22nd until the 24th. So that's like a month away. Yep. Right around when the Canucks are starting training camp. Yes. Um, at last year's Labor Cup, Nadal was there. Djokovic was there. Roger Federer was there. It was like his retirement match. Andy, type thing. Andy Murray was there. Uh, and that was in London, England. So they come to Vancouver and... Uh, None of those guys are here. Yeah. And you might ask the question, oh, well, what about that young guy, Alcaraz? Is he here? He is not. Negative. And I'm looking at this list of players that's going to be on team that guy, Borg. 
and Team John McEnroe, otherwise known as Team Europe and Team World, respectively. And as a very casual tennis fan, I'm like, uh, I would not pay big money for this. And I apologize to everyone that's listening that may be helping promoting this show um, or like the tennis hardcore nerds will be there and they will appreciate it. I'm sure it will be very good tennis. But Halford, you know tennis a little bit better than I do. Felix Oje Aliasim will be there and he'll be on Team World. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, who would you be excited to see? Excited? Yeah. Mostly guys that aren't going to be playing at the Labor Cup. Like Casper okay. Cas- Ruud. Casper Ruud's a good tennis He's player. He's a good tennis player. <laughs> uh, Francis Tiafo is an exciting young American tennis player. Like but, even Nick Kyrgios, who isn't Nick particularly... Is out. He's out. Like he withdrew. Okay. Uh, so, I, oh, um, Gail Monfi. I think he'd be fun to watch play. He's kind of okay. had a career resurgence. Stefano Sissipas. But hey, look. It is very hard to talk up this year's field. Let me just say this first. It's very hard to talk up this year's field when you see last year's field and you put them up one by the other. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, it is. Now, granted, Nadal's hurt. Federer's retired. So you're not going to get that field. But last year's field at the Labor Cup was loaded, stacked, if you will. The only reason I'm trying to be as patient and as cautious as possible because there's still some very good tennis players coming to Vancouver for the Labor Cup and it'll still be a good an show event. a good show they'll put on a good show but in the past I have been guilty of talking up certain events to our listenership and it retroactively having to apologize because it fell flat mm-hmm. so I just want to be as forthright <laughs> and as honest as possible you're the you're the, actually you're you're a good promoter you can get people out for even... I know my power as right. a promoter. I'm like Don King and Donald Trump yeah, together mm-hmm. in a hat. But um, I don't want to sell people like I sold them on the draft when it came to Vancouver. When the draft was in Vancouver, I was telling people like, yeah, buy tickets. Go. It's a fun event. It's cool. I've always had a lot of fun at them. There's a buzz and electricity in the air when trades uh, are being made and everything. I, I, I remember giving the complete opposite advice. And you were correct. And yeah. I was wrong because the draft in Vancouver was a total snooze. <laughs> <laughs> a complete dud of an event. There's nothing that really came from that draft that I, people I, remember. I just think yeah, it's I just, I just think it's a bit of a disappointing lineup for the Labor Cup. That's because it is. And if you're if you're a hardcore tennis fan, you'll get something out of this. If you're a casual tennis fan and part of the excitement of the Labor Cup coming to Vancouver was like getting to see one of the big three or getting to see the next one. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to see it here. And I think that's unfortunate. Give us a moo cow. You will get to see Tommy Paul play though. He's the third. He's less the third. famous Paul brother. <laughs> Borgie Borgie will be there. <laughs> and Borgie Borgie will be yeah. there. Yeah. Federer will be here. We're trying to get him on the show. I doubt that last segment helped in getting him on the show, but we're going to try and get him on the show, and we'll see what happens. Okay, my what we learned. Um, I have a special affinity for Chris Mad Dog Russo. I think you do as well. Mm-hmm. They, Matt, Mike and the Mad Dog, WFAN in New York. In terms of what we do, sports talk radio as a, as a duo, one, they were significantly better at it, much more famous, much more wealthy, older. They've been doing it for a while. They know the routine. Um. And they're probably more 
adversarial than we are. We kind of get along. We, and we, we, we're more self-deprecating and humorous. Like, they get, there's genuine anger. Yeah, they yeah. take things very seriously, and they get angry really quick. Right. It makes for entertaining radio. I don't know how they have the energy to do it, but they do. So Mad Dog yesterday spent about two hours <laughs> losing his mind at something that, especially with this listenership that we have right now, as we all get older and older, we're going to start complaining about this. The amount of streaming services you need to be a sports fan now. Gone are the days of having everything on cable and having a big, long channel guide on your TV where you just pick and cl- choose and click and you watch a game. It's, it's more complex In my day, now. there were seven channels. And they all had stuff. Yeah, one of them was French. <laughs> so really six channels. <laughs> but anyway. Sometimes it had nudity, though. <laughs> it's true. Um, he's not wrong. <laughs> the, the rant is about mad dog trying to order NFL Sunday ticket off YouTube because now Sunday ticket isn't through your cable provider. You have to get it as a streaming service through YouTube, yada, yada, yada. It's much more difficult to watch sports in the States than it is in Canada. We have it very good right now, but this is coming. I think this is an inevitability. So here now is a two minute. It's a long rant. I actually haven't listened to it. I just know what it's about, but I wanted to hear it for the first time with you. So here now, Mike and the Mad Dog. Mike, Mad Dog Russo, talking about ordering Sunday ticket off YouTube. Go. Here's this gadget, Chris. You got to sign up here. Give me your email address there. Here's your receipt. No, you can't do it on this. You got to do it via your phone. I mean, it's impossible. All I want to do is lose money. That's all I want to do. Lose money with the service and lose money with Fatso's picks. That's all I care about. And they won't let me do it. So the NFL and YouTube, whether it's YouTube TV, regular YouTube, who knows what it is? The only reason why I put YouTube on is to see an old David Crosby interview. That's the only reason. Or find a Bob Dylan song. I mean, my God almighty. Or watch you watch Leonard Skinner, which I'm into right now, as you guys know. That's all I care about. But they don't allow me to do it because in this age, 2023, if you are not tech savvy with your televisions and your all your quote unquote devices, you're finished. Finished. And it goes on like this. I like how who is Fatso? I, I like how there's a guy whose nickname is Fatso. Making the picks. So I will get to fatso, the bottom of, of the week. Yeah, I'm sure there's no short in sports radio. There's hey, no shortage of fatso. Hey, listen, it is it is more difficult in the you in need, the U.S. You need more services. So just to explain what's going on right now, isn't you, Sunday Ticket different up here too? Yeah, it's a, way easier to subscribe to. There's a million different platforms that provide right. it. And it's it, put it this way: if you just want to watch NFL this season, just NFL, mm-hmm. you need to have three streaming services and two. Cable channels in the in the states. Yeah, right. Okay, because it's split across Fox, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Mm-hmm. Right? So you've got you need ESPN Plus as a streaming service. You need Amazon because Amazon has games now, and you need Peacock, the NBC streaming service. Right. Mm-hmm. You also need ESPN and NFL Network. Of course, you need those two, and then you rely on your traditional broadcast networks like Fox, ABC, right. NBC, and CBS. But you can stream some of those, right? You can get services where you're only streaming. Some, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I do feel bad for someone in his sort of age range who's, mm-hmm. you know, here at the end of your rope. Wasn't this all supposed to save us money? No, clearly not. 
out. <laughs> Clearly not supposed save to save the networks money. money. Save yeah. Money. I Wait mean, like, okay. I believe the corporations. Yeah. Oh, this is good for you guys. This is, uh, we're like, oh, yes. awesome. Yes, it is. Because I, for uh, European football, mm-hmm. we've talked about this at length. You have to have, I think, four streaming services if you want to watch everything. But even if you want to watch your favorite Premier League team, yeah, you can subscribe to Fubo. Mm-hmm. They carry it. But if you want to watch them in Champions League, you got to subscribe to DAZN. Right, okay. And then if you want to watch them in the FA Cup, Right. That's us at Sportsnet. Sportsnet. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, soccer yeah, yeah. is by far the most confusing yeah, yeah. in terms of all the streaming services. But at least like it's and almost when, when A Dog is confused, <laughs> I know. boy is he lost. It's <laughs> almost comical. Like I remember like I remember the first time you guys started talking about it, like I can't remember six months ago, a year ago, uh-huh. whatever. What song plays in your head? Is uh, it like Yeah, exactly. Little Spanish Flea. Thank you. That's that's my thinking music. When I need to think, I've turned on Little Spanish Flea. What's the difference between the FA Cup and Champions League? Uh, well, the FA Cup uh, has a, uh, a cup <laughs> in it. Uh, the cups are remarkably similar to it. With an F and an A on it. It's not wrong. It helped distinguish. It is complicated. It is. There's so many of them. Yeah, let alone knowing what they are, knowing how to watch them. Yeah, yeah okay, like but, just researching all of them. Like, oh, my God. How but I'll say this. At least there's the excuse that, well, you're watching different leagues, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I get like, that part. This, with the NFL... It's one They're league. just yeah, but they, and they've chopped it up eighteen different ways. So strange. And college football, obviously, we talk about this. Like that's just going to be a breakaway league for television now, is it not? That's it. Every, yeah. yeah, that's all it's going to be. It's happening as an MLB fan too with the Apple TV games. Right. You can't get every one of he, your home favorite home team. And games. guess what? Mad Dog did not care for that either. And he mm. warned Major League Baseball. He's like, "You're going down a dangerous road." <laughs> You got confused old guys like me. It's dangerous. And we're the ones with money. The Jays, in the, background, the millennials are always complaining about how they're broke. Because the Jays game the other day against the Reds was Apple TV exclusive. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, yeah, always yeah, feel, yeah. I always feel bad for this, the social media, sports and social media person when they say, today's Jays game is on Apple TV. Well, and, and I'm like, oh, no, here are the older fans that are like our parents and stuff. It's just like, oh, yeah, we didn't watch that one. Couldn't, couldn't catch that one. Like, there's yeah. just no chance that there's they're going to be able to figure it out. Like, I have not. They don't you're finished. Yeah. I, I have not watched a Whitecaps game for a while. Right. But I was able to watch St. Louis and Austin. <laughs> See, that is, that still blows <laughs> At the my same mind. time yeah. that the Whitecaps were on. It's, that, it's that ridiculous. Is, that is a decision. I don't know who made it. Yeah. And I don't know who greenlit it afterwards. Like, that's a great idea. Well, but you know what? It was a better game. <laughs> well, it was. It was a good – yeah, you mentioned it. There was tons of goals in As it. streaming becomes more prevalent, companies obviously want to take advantage of it, but some people just won't go that route. They won't like, they, they won't. They won't take the extra steps to do it. They Guys, want the easiest especially thing especially now when everyone's worried about money. Yeah. A lot of people in Vancouver are like, uh, my mortgage has something to say. Right. Right? Like I will not pay for your Apple TV Plus yeah, yeah, NLS. Yeah. But yeah. that was and it's funny because so what they did, as we're going deep in the weeds here now with this, but who cares? It's our show. We can run into the ground if we want. Um they gave away prior and I, I doubt the timing was coincidental, but the month prior to Lionel Messi going to enter Miami, yeah, yeah. they gave away a month's free subscription. Right. So it's weird that the free subscription ended at the exact same time that Lionel Messi started playing. Did we say that was free? It's not. Right. And it's like, well, I want to watch Messi now. And they're like, ah, you're going to have to roll over that subscription that was free. Let's give us a moo cow. What a great what we learned segment, by the way. Jeff from Mission, what we learned as we print out the submissions 
Thanks to Google Memories, it was a year ago today I went to the weekend concert, courtesy of you fine fools. I'm glad you got to go, Jeff and Mission, but I had no I have no recollection of sending anybody to the weekend. I'm lucky he spelled weekend wrong. There's an E in there. Are you being that guy? No. Okay. <laughs> I can never tell anymore. Hi, weekend. Yes, question for you. <laughs> I noticed you spelled the word a weekend wrong. Are you actually weakened? Yeah. He's not, he's not the weekend anymore, by the way. Oh, he's I think not? this well, was no, his name. It goes by his regular right? name. Yeah. What's that? I'll have to look it up. Friday Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Scott with a what we learned. The... Oh, that's why you're called the weekend. Scott a- with Abel a... is his real name. What is it? Abel. Abel. Abel Tesfe. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Scott Wait, with the what Wait, we learned. The Benning Stink continues to haunt the Canucks. <laughs> the Benning Stink. As none of this Pedersen contract stuff would be an issue if our cap hadn't been so messed up when EP40 signed his initial extension. Yeah, that assumes that the Canucks wanted to sign him to a long-term deal like they did with Quinn Hughes, and I think they probably did. But yeah, they didn't have the cap space. And so, we're, still... in the, and so we're in this situation. I'm, uh, still, I'm still trying to rally around the bending stink. Not rally around it, just wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. It's a big encompassing stink. Uh, what we learned, unsigned text, Oliver Ekman Larson's house in Kits is up for sale. Yeah, I know the listing agent. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. We coach baseball together. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Rob Williams, Rob the Hockey Guy, wrote about it, of course, <laughs> for the Daily Hive. That was going up on Daily Hive 100%. Uh, the listing reads, it's a perfect blend of beachside serenity and modern luxury, making it an ideal choice for anyone seeking a turnkey, low-maintenance, yet upscale, upscale lifestyle. All right. It is listed for almost $7 million. That is an elevator. It does have an elevator. Yeah, that's cool. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the and the elevator takes you up to a rooftop patio. Oh man, also, it's a nice place. Is it, I, say, kit, I lived in a place in kits, with an elevator, right? but it didn't take me to a rooftop patio. Uh, so here's a yeah, crazy... to your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, just to my another. place has an apartment too. Where does this elevator take you uh, to another elevator? But it's a freight elevator, an and elevator. that's how we get into. Yeah, yeah. House. Um, <laughs> Ekman Larson sold his old house to Christian Yelich. Oh, really? Yeah. So I guess every time he sells a house, it makes the news. I don't know if there's an equivalent to Daily Hive in Arizona, which I'm presuming is where he sold his old place, but I'm sure there is. Anyway. Uh, oh, by the way, we got an update here, right? On the Elias Pettersson thing. Oh, uh, did he Actual sign? news. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's not the update. Uh, Ian McIntyre, Sportsnet's very own, frequent guest here on the Halford and Brush Show on Sportsnet 650, <clears throat> on the Twitter machine, also known as X. <laughs> I spoke with Agent Pat Brisson about Elias Pettersson's wish to focus on net se- next season, not contract talks. Here's the quote. The main focus will be for him, Pettersson, to perform. It's more than anything else. Both sides can evaluate. Here's the kicker. Let's sit down at the end of the year and explore where we're at. So the end of the year or the season, do you think? I don't know. I need a follow-up. We're going to need a follow-up. Book iMac for tomorrow. Do it this now. is why you need to use clear language, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, season or year. Now, you got to remember that the last two hours and 49 minutes of radio excellence that you've heard here on the Halford and Bruff <laughs> Show uh, was all rapid reaction to this Elias Pettersson story that really did happen overnight. I believe Elliot Friedman sent the initial missive, the mm-hmm. tweet, 
at around midnight Pacific time. Yeah. So when we woke up, we got this news that Elias Pettersson and contract talks were on hold. He wasn't going to sign one. And now it sounds like he's not going to sign it until whatever the end of the year. That's when the talks are going to resume. So whatever that means, we spent the better part of two hours and 50 minutes now trying to figure it out. We had Thomas Drance on the show. I'm so excited for the first five or ten games. They are going to be so excited. Huge. Now- I, I know I've said this before, and I'll probably say it a thousand times again. There is no team in the NHL that will have the focus that the Canucks do on their first five to ten games. Like, we had Ian Mendez on the show the other day. And he's like, oh, the Sens need to get off to a good start, too. Oh, yeah? Is their franchise hanging in the balance? Because <laughs> that's what it seems like for the Canucks. The Sens are fine. They got a new owner. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. So, it's 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 going to be exciting, right? We're we are going to watch even the preseason games with a much I keener eye they... than we normally do, and I would not be surprised if the Canucks treat the preseason a little bit differently than they have in the past. They should treat it like how the Seattle Kraken treated it last year, like it was do or die. Yeah, they should treat it like how the Baltimore Ravens treat the preseason until they came the up against the Commanders. Yeah, I yeah. had no idea that streak was even alive. Neither did I. And then uh, John Harbaugh was very, yeah, very, very upset with the media afterwards. They need to be rolling, yes, into that first game at home against the Edmonton Oilers. I completely forgot that they then go out on the road for five straight games. You completely uh, forgot about that. I, what they need to do against I, the I, Oilers? I was, on I was on vacation. I kind of blocked it out. I, you know what they need to do against the Oilers in Game One is not Win? have a oh. bad penalty call go against them that then derails their entire season. Right. We should be. Yeah. That's what needs to or, happen. Or, 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 kill a penalty. But That too, sure. <laughs> that would work. If we're talking <laughs> about good starts to the season, let's be real. The Canucks had an amazing start to last year's season. Yeah, the they, first, were, they're, they're they were they're up three nothing. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean. They're going to win the Stanley Cup. They're up three nothing on McDavid and the Oilers. They looked really good too. They, they looked like they're it just, around. <laughs> Just firing on all cylinders. I'm like, these guys are great. And then one bad thing happened to them, and they all, they all fell, fell apart. apart. Yeah. And I'm, just, I'm like, they're collapsing in real time. It's happening right in front of okay, us. Okay, so, oh or alternatively, if the, if the bad thing happens, not collapsing. <laughs> Learning how to not collapse if the bad thing happens and just shrug it off. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Let's not panic. Our pets' heads aren't falling off. Mm-hmm. It'll be mm-hmm. good. I would love, you know what? why? I was there lo- a question there? I thought you were yeah. setting up a question no, there. That's, oh, I'm I'm saying that's what has to happen. Oh, I see. Okay. It would be amazing if they ripped off like a 10 game winning streak to start the season and then Pedersen signed. Yeah. <laughs> Those kind of And then they're like, gotcha, happen. lose 70 in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finish 10 and 72. <laughs> and we locked him in. <laughs> but that would be amazing. Got him. That kind of optimism <laughs> and happiness in this city. Oh, we need I don't it think so we're, badly, I don't man. think we're prepared we need it for it. So badly. Canucks go 10-0 and to start the season. They're the class of the NHL. Yeah. And Pedersen's like, you know what? Hometown discount. <laughs> At least we have Halloween month. That's to how look happy I to. am. Yeah, Stop yeah. it with Halloween month. <laughs> and JT Miller comes out. He's like, you know what, guys? I've been lying about my age. I'm only 24. <laughs> <laughs> One of those Danny Almonte birth certificates. That's an old school Little League reference. Wow. Um, remember him? No. You don't, do you? No. You remember him, don't you? You don't remember Danny Almonte? No, I do What not. year are we talking here? The Little League pitcher that he went and pitched in the League and then they realized oh, I don't remember that he... his name. Yeah. Oh, so it was an opposite. He was actually considerably older. Yeah. Like Junior Felix. He was like 40. <laughs> I, think, I don't think Junior Felix faked anything. He just had a young nickname. No, no, no. I think he, he did fake it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. He was one Are of those. Are you sure about this? I'm pretty sure. 
Okay. But you know what? Whatever. <laughs> Google Danny Almonte. You'll see the story. It's great. It has nothing to do with JT Miller. We're probably in libel situations now, so I'm just going to put that out there. We're fine. Everything's fine. Sorry we didn't good. read some of your What We Learns. We, we are not good at this. Uh, it's been fun, though. What a show. We'll be able to, I guess we'll be back tomorrow, right? Okay. Signing off Usually for Usually how it works. Yeah. yeah. Signing off for today, though. We got to go. I have been Mike Alford. He's been Jason Bruff. He's been A-Dog. He's been Laddie. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650.